Years ago, Jimmy Swaggart was caught with a prostitute. The Assembly of God Church, where he was sanctioned, counseled him and told their followers to pray for him. I was horrified to be at an Assembly of God church meeting visiting this church, and the pastor said we should pray for Brother Swaggart. I was shocked. I very quietly said he should be put out of the church. The woman sitting in front of me apparently heard me, although I was very quiet. And she turned and just glared at me. I never went back to that church again because 1 Corinthians 5 tells you what to do if a brother in Christ is committing fornication. The Apostle Paul says, Deliver such an one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. It's not just a simple matter of confessing his sin, because in four sections of Scripture it says, after you're born again, if you sin willfully, there's no more sacrifice for sin. To do so would be to have to crucify Jesus afresh. If you go back to a sin after you have the knowledge of the truth. So I think what it's showing us is the way of salvation for this person is to turn him over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. Let his own flesh be destroyed that the Spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. This is in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5. Once again reading it, Paul says, For such a one that is called a brother who is a fornicator or an extortioner or covetous or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard, Turn him over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. How do we turn him over for the destruction of the flesh? I think we simply refuse to keep company with him any further. For that's what it says at the bottom of this chapter, chapter 5. We'll read that in a few moments. Your glorying is not good, says Paul. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened, for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Paul said, I wrote in unto you not to keep company with fornicators. Yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world, or of the covetous, or extortioners, or with idolaters, for then you would need to go out of the world. 
Verse 11. But now I have written unto you not to keep company if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or covetous or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner with such a one know not to eat. You can't sit with him at church. You can't keep company with him. You can't go to dinner with him. You can't have an association with him. If he is called a brother and is committing one of these sins of fornication, covetousness, idolatry, railer, drunkard, or extortioner. In verse 13, of 1 Corinthians 5, Paul says, Put away from among yourselves that wicked person. And he is wicked because we know the truth after we're born again, especially about fornication and adultery. Many people know the truth about that even before they're born again because they hide their sin when they do fornication or adultery. They used to, at least. Today they think it's nobody's business and they can do what they want to do. That is not true. Because if you belong to a church, if you are a brother in Christ, you are part of the body of Christ, and your sin touches the entire body of Christ. In fact, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 6, He said the following, Flee fornication, for every sin is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. Well, Swaggart, instead of putting him out as Paul said to do, they tried to pray for him and counsel him. Two or three years later, he was picked up again with a prostitute, and the report that appeared in Encyclopedia, Wikipedia, was that Swaggart replied, It's flat out none of your business. At that point, the Assembly of God Church defrocked Swaggart, putting him out of the church, as Paul said to do. But first, they tried another method. Always go by the Bible. Sadly, in 1980, I attended a church where the teacher of singles class, he was a divorced man. He was committing fornication. It turned out in his private life, which he tried to keep separate from the church. He was going to bars. He was seeking women. He was committing fornication. I owned a secular business at that time, and a woman had a coffee shop three or four doors down from my business. I would go down there and buy coffee. And she mentioned this man one time, and we established that it was the same man that he and she and I both were acquainted with this man. And she said, oh, he's such a bad influence on my boyfriend. I mean, here is our Bible teacher who person of the world says is a bad influence on her boyfriend. That's incredible. 
they also had him as an elder of the church, which was totally wrong because an elder of the church must be husband of one wife having multiple children that display godliness, having his own house under control. And it says, if a man cannot control his own house, how can he rule over the church? This man wrongly was being allowed to be an elder at this church also. When I heard about his girlfriend, I went to him and talked to him. And I said, what is this that I hear about you having a girlfriend? He kind of hummed and hawed around a little, was evasive, and I said to him, are you having sexual intercourse with this woman? And he said, of course. No shame, no repentance, no embarrassment. I think he would have rather not had me know it, but he didn't have any of the right attitude. And I was very sad. And I said to him, oh, you know the Bible as well as I do. I can't have anything to do with you while you're committing fornication. I can't come to your Bible class. I can't associate with you. I can't attend a main church meeting with you. I can't do anything with you while you're doing this. And he said, that's right. He knew 1 Corinthians 5. And that's the action I took completely putting him away from me at that time. We have to go by the Bible. We are blessed when we go by the Bible, no matter what it looks like. And hopefully I turned him over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that his spirit would be saved in the day of the Lord. I spoke with him by telephone 20 or 30 years after this happened. And he said to me, well, fornication is no longer a problem for me. So I assume his flesh was destroyed. Having your spirit saved for all eternity is all that matters. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.